This is a Federal News Network podcast. Sometimes contractors surprise you with how good a job they did. That was the case for the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Its Office of Ocean Exploration and Research was so pleased with one contractor that the office chief wrote a formal letter of commendation. For the details, we turn to the chief of NOAA's Expedition and Exploration Division, Rachel Medley. Ms. Medley, good to have you on. Hi, thanks so much, Tom. It's great to be here. Give us a little background, first of all, about the Exploration Division, the Expedition and Exploration Division. I guess you can't explore without going on expedition, but what do you all do over there? (laughs) Sure. So NOAA's Office of Ocean Exploration and Research, or OER, We're the only federal program that's really dedicated to exploring our deep ocean. And in doing this, we close a prominent gap in ocean exploration activities and understanding of the deep ocean. This helps make discoveries for science, the economy, and provides a lot of cultural value and understanding. Not to mention the inspiration that we all derive from learning about the deep ocean, an area that is pretty much completely unexplored. In our operating area, we are operating within the U.S. exclusive economic zone and within our U.S. boundary waters, but we also operate in the high seas and across the globe and in international waters. As a public program, NOAA OER, we make all of our ocean data, exploration data, completely both discoverable and accessible into national archives so anybody can access it. And we predominantly get a lot of scientists that do next generation like sort of research and technology development. And so we really seek to encourage all of those different things swirling around deep ocean exploration, which we're incredibly passionate about. I guess you could be called NASA looking down below the surface. You know, it's so funny that you say that a lot of times we do partner with NASA in that occasionally we've partnered with the other agency to test some of their different developments and things that they want to do in an extraterrestrial capacity. The deep ocean provides an amazing analog for testing, at least to the best of our abilities, what things might happen in deep space. So, yeah, that's that's a great parallel to draw for sure. All right. And in connection with what we're talking about specifically today, you had a manual, I guess, or an instruction book on how to do this written up. Tell us about what gave rise to the award. And we'll get to that later on to Cherokee Nation. Sure. I'm incredibly proud of the work that my team members on the Expeditions and Exploration Division have been doing to create the NOAA OER Deepwater Exploration Mapping Procedures Manual. I realize that's a mouthful. It's been in development since February, and it's now publicly available and accessible online, both at the NOAA Central Library and the OER website. This may not sort of the first of its kind, at least that I'm aware of, for deep water mapping. And this is pretty focused on mapping activities. Certainly in the realm of exploration, we use a variety of different mechanisms and tools. But this manual itself was created by our mapping team, who happened to be Cherokee Nation employees. So we're very fortunate to have them on board. So the mapping team, they created this manual that represents years of an accumulated knowledge about deep water mapping, exploration best practices, and this knowledge base and these best practices were attained through expeditions conducted on the NOAA ship Oceanus Explorer, which is our dedicated platform within OER. Sure. And how big is this manual And what is the range of procedures that it covers, like how to anchor the ship versus how to deploy a camera 3,000 feet Um, deep or what? 
Well, so mostly it focuses actually on the acoustics of actually acquiring mapping data. So it, it doesn't go into how to operate the ships. It, it certainly talks about best practices if you're standing watch and you're acquiring mapping data. So we have an EM304 multi-beam sonar that we deploy on there. We also collect water column data, and then we also have an instrument that does sub-bottom profile data of the seafloor. So you can get a, a small slice of what the seafloor substrate looks like using sort of these mapping technologies. The manual really itself is just our best practices, how OER has conducted and collects data, how we archive it, how we process it. So these things sort of existed in separate workflows and SOPs throughout the office over the last 10 years, our last decade of operating on the OKMS Explorer. But this past February, I charged the team with collating all of these things together and refining our workflows and our processes to be able to create this big holistic manual that we're going to be using internally. But this manual describes sort of a pragmatic methods and standards that apply specifically to ship-based exploratory ocean mapping. But we're hoping that in the development and the refining of this, that both OER and any sort of external partners would be able to use this as a guide if they wanted to. All right. We're speaking with Rachel Medley. She's chief of the Expedition and Exploration Division at the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Those two E's are hard to say in, in a row there. <laughs> uh, and, um, you can call it the E&E e Division. <laughs> yeah, something like within, e within OER. All yeah, right, the E&E. &E. Yeah. And, yeah. and how did it come to be that a contractor staff would prepare this instead of your own employees? This is not unique to NOAA by any means, but within NOAA OER, we have a blended workforce that we're composed of both federal employees, contractors, and affiliates. And over the past few months, we've been fairly introspective and have seized upon sort of the opportunities to create this robust documentation and streamline our workflows and internal processes within the E&E division. So as I mentioned previously, our mapping personnel, our mapping team, our CM CNSP employees, contracting employees, they were the natural sort of fit for scoping out this document, but they weren't the sole kind of constructors of the document. There were many individuals across our office within OER that contributed to the construction, the review, and the editing of this document. But I definitely felt like the work that these contractors did was really outstanding. They pulled together this really robust document in a timely manner that speaks to sort of a greater need for better documentation and understanding of how we map the deep water. And so I, I just wanted to acknowledge that really great effort. And um, I'm so pleased that it was so well received. They're really a terrific team. So you gave a formal letter to Cherokee Nation, and that's something that I guess doesn't happen in the normal contracting very often, does it? Oh, well, I don't know. For me, I, I don't know why you wouldn't acknowledge good work because these aren't my direct employees, right? They work for Cherokee. I have lots of opportunities to recognize and acknowledge outstanding work within the federal system. There's not too many mechanisms available to me to acknowledge great work with our contract team members. And so it just seemed to me like sending a letter of acknowledgement that this was great work and that it really contributed to the office just seemed like a no-brainer. 
And as a practical matter, day by day, the contractors and the NOAA employees are pretty well integrated in terms of the working environment, right? I mean, they're side by side. Well, so these contractors are actually located in a different location. Our mapping team is only made up of contracted. But as I mentioned before, it's a blended workforce to be able to execute, effectively execute our ocean exploration mission. You know, in this case, I ask that we capitalize on a decade worth of standard operating procedures and workflows, streamline them into a single document for our internal use, but also to share with the greater deep ocean mapping community. So again, they did an outstanding job at executing this task. Couldn't be more pleased with the quality of work and the breadth of knowledge that these contractors brought to this procedures manual. And how does this manual fit into, say, some larger strategy of NOAA as a whole? Thank you so much for asking that, Tom. So the manual describes NOAA OER's principles and procedures, as we've talked about, for deep water ocean exploration mapping, but it also supports the national strategy for mapping, exploring, and characterizing the United States Exclusive Economic Zone, or the USEEZ. This specifically was developed by the Ocean Policy Committee of the White House of the Office of Science and Technology Policy. It was developed in coordination with NOAA and other federal agencies. The really great thing about the development of this national strategy is it calls for greater coordination of interagency mapping and exploratory activities within the USEZ, developing new and emerging science and mapping technologies, and building public and private partnerships and completing mapping of the U.S. deep water uh, by the year 2030. So deep water in the terms of this strategy is deeper than 40 meters of water depth. Rachel Medley is chief of the Expedition and Exploration Division at the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, my pleasure. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash federaldrive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, Think twice before sending money through an app or online. What will it take to conserve 10 billion acres of ocean, 1.6 billion acres of land, and over 600,000 miles of river? What will it take to protect and restore natural habitats in over 70 countries around the world and in all 50 states here at home? What will it take? You. Together, we will make it happen. It's in our nature. See how your gift can help at nature.org. The Nature Conservancy. Protecting nature, preserving life.